Welcome to Living a Better Life podcast with your host, Madeline Golick. This is a weekly podcast exploring a variety of topics on how you can live a better life, not just physically, but in all aspects of what it means to be human living in a modern world. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not replace professional or medical advice. This podcast is sponsored by Ecophysiotherapy, where their mission is to educate, empower, and rehabilitate you back to health. Without further ado, please enjoy the show. Welcome back, everybody, to the show. Today, my guest is Candice, and I'm going to leave it up to Candice to introduce herself and tell us a little bit about her and her story, uh, and hopefully we're going to learn something new today. So welcome to the show. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Uh, yeah, I, it, this is like amazing. So uh, yeah, so my name is Candice Lee Doucette. I am uh, CandiceLeeFiredUp.com or dot everything. In essence, uh, my idea is just to help people get back into the kitchen and be comfortable. Um, and this came from me, from my own story of life. I grew up taking kick in the kitchen, taking care of people, that kind of thing. Um, but I left myself alone. You know how you do that? You take care of everybody else, but don't give yourself any back. No self-care, no self-love. Um, and then you're, you're exhausted. You're like a car with no gas. Yeah, right? we tend to, well, that's the big saying, um, you know, you need to take care of yourself first in order to, you know, be able to take care of others. Correct, right. You have to, your glass of water has to be full. Otherwise, there's no way you're going to be able to give anybody water, right? Like, it's what it is. But you do that until you get a wake-up call. Um, and my wake-up call was almost every day. I had migraines, <laughs> and I should have been paying attention, but again. Anyway, one day I woke up, and I was like, this is, a, I'm done. I don't want to keep having migraines. I don't want to be like my mother, who was on uh, long-term disability, ended up having a stroke, all these things. So I went, no, I'm not doing that. And I, uh, I saw doctors, and you name them. Um, I tried acupuncture, I've tried everything. Uh, but then I finally just saw a naturopath, and who says, well, let's just start with your food. And she goes, I know you eat clean, but let's remove some things. So dairy, uh, red meat, things like that. But in the process of removing those things, I realized not everything I was eating was clean. <laughs> and I don't mean boxed food and I don't mean that. I mean like the sauces and the spices and the dressings and all that that you put onto your food. So you might only be able to eat, say, I don't know, chicken and broccoli or something, but you get bored of eating chicken and broccoli. So what With, do you do? Yeah, to spice it up and, <laughs> and change it up. Yeah, so you go out and buy all these spices and you try different sauces and you get them in the aisle and there's nothing to be against any of that. But if there are things in it that you shouldn't be eating like MSG, like maybe dairy or gluten or uh, anything like that, it's going to affect your body just as much as if you just simply ate a piece of cheese, right? It's still there and it's still affecting you. And then it's compounded because it's more of it because you're putting that sauce on and you're having it there. And where you might think, oh, I'll just treat myself with a piece of cheese today. You've already eaten tons of dairy, <laughs> right? <laughs> Through all the sauces that you didn't realize you had dairy in, that kind of idea. So once I cleaned up that, and remove certain things, um, which in course gets to where uh, what I do, which is Epicure, I sell that, is because it's clean. Uh, it's just pure dehydrated seasoning. So I remove all the other stuff and just use that. And as the months went on, I got down to, well, now I'm zero. I do not have migraines anymore. I'm in control of my health. I'm in control of when I, um, if I get overstressed, I can do things quicker and easier now to take over. And through I say this so like if when you you 
when, when something's wrong, migraines or um, autoimmune diseases and things, we all know that there's something else underlying, right? There's some mental issue or a past trauma or something that we just aren't dealing with, right? But you can't, or my, my situation, I couldn't deal with it until I dealt with my body first. So my body needed to be strong enough to be able to handle me going through those things because standardly what would happen is I'd be body was uh, exhausted, I had no energy to handle anything to talk about what maybe my past is. Whether it happened or not, it's not the issue, is that if you believe these stories in your head and this is who you become, whether it's you feel unworthy, whether you think no one loves you, all these thoughts, even if they're not real, you think they're real. Right? Absolutely. Because you've now taken on that persona. And to be able to try to strip that away when you're exhausted, again, back to the no gas in your car, there's no way you will break down. You will be too tired, which AKA led me to the exhaustion part and the ups and downs of weight and all that kind of stuff because it was just too exhausted to do anything because I was trying to deal with physical and mental at the same time and neither one of them were strong enough to handle anything. Right. Yeah, and oftentimes um, I think you know people don't give enough credit to there's multiple reasons why things show up in our lives. Uh, and certainly pain is a motivator, number one. But number two, it's also an alarm system that tells us something is going on. It just may not be very accurate in terms of telling you specifically. And that can sometimes be really frustrating when you're in a painful journey and you're going and getting tested. Um, you know, you're getting blood work done. You're getting uh, different... Um, Tests, tests done yeah. and medical checkups and it doesn't really show up it shows up inconclusive um that could be really scary mm-hmm. and frustrating at the same time because how do you fix something that apparently nobody can see something yes. being wrong but pain is still there yeah and they all think you're making it up right they'll keep saying to you it's in your head it's in your head it's in your head but they never say to you what what really it means to be in your head. Yes, you're right. It is in your head, but they just make it like, you know, you're making it up in your head, not in it's in your head as in there's something you need to go deal with. <laughs> and right. that is, I will admit, my naturopath was amazing for that because she said that to me one day. She said something because we were dealing with I have endometriosis wall and she said something and then it went hit that way. Like, do you have a problem with your mother? Or, you know, what's, what's your relationship like with your mom? She said, and I just broke down in tears and I'm like, oh. <laughs> no <laughs> so that's where it was, you know like literally it's a light bulb it's like yes those are the things I need to deal with and that's where it went to like literally dealing with the health body something as simple as food simple yeah like you think it's like oh whatever just change your food but it's not change your food as in you have to go vegan or vegetarian although there's nothing wrong with any of that I just mean like you don't have to make a drastic change in your life it's little steps, little yeah. habit changing. So, you know, changing up my broth was like night and day for me. I went from having the big liquid versions, because that's what I would come home be able to eat because I was exhausted from migraines, to actually making my own help of Epicure, but just making your own. And I removed all that sodium, because there's like a thousand milligrams and Epicure has like less than 100, and all the MSG and all that kind of stuff. And literally it was night and day. All of a sudden I had energy. All of a sudden the migraines were less. And I'm like, where did that come from? So let's let's talk a little bit about what you know what what did your migraines look like? So you just uh, so you woke up one day and, and it started to happen on a daily basis, or you woke up and you got one headache that was 
you know, every week and then started progressing? Like, how did that sort of come about for you? Actually, as a child. It came as a child. So as a child, it was uh, what they would have called back then sinus headaches or whatever, um, which we now realize it actually was migraines, but no one would diagnose it that way. Um, And I would, and then it came also with hormonal issues. So whenever I menstruated, I was uh, incapacitated um, from nine. So basically, I would lose half a day to a full day to when I got somewhere in my 20s it was three days that I would be wiped out and partly that was migraines partly abdomen pain all of it Um, so a lot of my migraines were weather and then hormonal so any change in weather I'd be getting a migraine any change in my hormones and I'd be getting a migraine stress which I didn't think was stress at the time because you're you have its compound again right there's weather there's hormones or this and the smells and you ate cheese or you ate something red and and you're like well I don't have a food allergy but the moment you remove things you can see it so it literally went from like once a month to once a week to twice a week to and it just kept going and going and going and then they would be like you know I I couldn't handle the lights so I'd wear glasses um to I had to uh you know take a half a day off of work to the point that I took a full day off of work and I was had to be in a darkened room with cold compresses ready uh lots of pain medication you know lots of water and basically just not move for like 24 hours yeah um and then that would continue to the point that i no longer no longer knew what it was like not to be in pain if you touched my hair or touched my skin i would be in agony um and then of course what means what that means that i was very angry obviously i'm in pain (laughs) so i have no ability to control my emotions anymore so everything was snappy everything was everything you were doing was hurting me so I was angry at everybody and then I would become reclusive and not go out it just domino affected to an extreme right to the people only knew me as the grumpy person or she'll snap at you be afraid of her things like that and I'm like where did that come from right <laughs> and because I was so focused on the pain I didn't even realize that that's it was me that's what I was doing I was projecting all this out so that's where it went to and that's the point where I said that that was enough yeah and and so that was the moment that you decided to go to a naturopath yes okay and then that basically started the the, the, the journey anyway the journey the continuation the journey of now it was with food okay and it was uh all that so yeah I had started as simple as food and then it kind of went to dealing with emotional things or past history or that which I'm still going through so I see I had saw a I can't a therapist at the time yes uh, now I see a couple different coaches um, uh, part of a group I'm with so I see different people and they help me get through with it because now it's more for me knowing who I am knowing my voice speaking my voice saying who I am being more passionate and not be as worried to upset anyone or be that just, just this is me and this is how it's going to be and not be worried about those pieces that I was obviously worried about before which is being you know Um, no one likes me, I'm unlovable, I'm unworthy, those are the big things. And so obviously you're not going to get anywhere with a relationship with people or your own business or anything if you can't get past that piece. So that is the journey that I'm on now. The the mindset piece. And, and, you know, um, 
it's a really, really long word, and it's something that um, has been come up in my research because I deal, obviously, with clients with, who have chronic pain, and I'm always looking to find ways to explain that all of these things are intertwined. So there's a, like a sub-study uh, field, and it's called psychoneuroendoimmunology, which is a really, really long word that basically says your thoughts mm-hmm. impacts your immune system, which impacts your hormones, which impacts your digestion, which impacts everything, right? So <laughs> So it's not that we can look at these things individually, mm. right? We have to look at the person as a whole and be like, okay, what's going on? What what thoughts are you say, like? What are you saying to yourself? Because what you say to yourself, you're also telling your body the same thing. Yes. Right. Uh, yes. And you're only saying it via an electrical chemical message, right? Hormones, mm-hmm. stress hormones, right? When you feel unworthy, there's a bunch of chemicals that are released with that thought and feeling. And feelings are the physical manifestations of our thoughts, right? And obviously, and I can, you know, I've been in moments where I've had the same feeling of not feeling worthy, and there's like a heaviness. There's like almost a sadness to that feeling, like your body actually feels less enthusiastic, more Mm -hmm. drained, And, and so again, that energy piece. Yes, huge, huge factor in that, yes. Yeah, all that, uh, unworthiness feeling or whatever people have the depression piece um, was exhausting literally yes your whole body like literally I would come home at six o'clock at night and pass out I would barely get enough energy in me to feed myself which is why I suddenly made myself something like fa or something some broth and some whatever and then I pass out because I was so exhausted from dealing with everything all day long and a lot of that was is this that yeah so this project didn't go well okay it's my fault you know yeah and no one likes me well that's you know my fault and it, it literally just and and you perpetuate it you make sure it happens because you're in the cycle right so you're just like well of course they don't like me it's because of this or of course this happened because of this I suck you know and you go through that and it just yeah everything goes down your feelings to the point that I'll be honest with you I couldn't give you any other feeling word other than anger yeah but it's not anger it's sadness it's hurtful it's it's uh, disappointment fatigue there are so many on the feeling wheel that I could probably only at the time when I first started looking at this feeling wheel was like I got one word and it's anger because every time something came at me, some feeling of sadness or disappointment or hurt or something, I would literally just go, be angry. Like I literally- Angry go, that you're feeling it. Yes, that's yeah. it, yeah. And be, that was it. And then of course that's exhausting all on its own. <laughs> and usually increases your pain. Yes, yes. Which then feeds right back into that cycle. And the cycle is so, can be daunting for people and very difficult how do you put a spoke in the wheel because you have to Mm -hmm. you have to break the link somehow yes right and that is the hardest step is to say okay I have to break this link I can't just keep going this way and it's not an easy it's not an easy thing to do no because again you do the same thing you're going to fail the first time you try right it's not going to be bam you got a spoke in the wheel and you won right it's a constantly poking it back in pushing it back in going and going and then you'll you'll hit another strive and it'll happen and you have to get back up again and keep going and that's exhausting but it's it's just it's it is what it it is the factor right it is that so the the um the stress hormone the stress that we all go through and hurt ourselves with um, that stops us from losing weight that stops us from calming down and all that that is huge right that's a big factor in how we uh, I'm 
gone off on a tangent, but anyway, the stress, (laughs) basically the stress is that's peace. So that's a huge thing that I continually work on. That's my journaling still right now because I still feel stress from other things. And the more I deal with the mindset and pull it off, the stress I'm able to one, control it through meditation and manifestation and whatever, uh, to feel calmer and grounding. And then that feeds. But what I mean by that is if I don't take the time to look after my body at the same time I have no energy for the manifest or the meditation or manifest in the morning I'm exhausted I'm tired I'm grumpy that the cat did this you know all that yeah but if I know that I ate well the day before those mornings usually go by much better um so not uh eating properly so not removing uh food out of your like don't eat breakfast or don't eat dinner or something yeah. like that because you think well i need to lose weight so i'll eat less calories yeah that doesn't work yeah because <laughs> yeah. your body is stressed out now thinking because, oh my god i gotta hold on to what you've given me and i'm stressed out because you're not eating which means your anger level like again you get angry you get hangry right yeah. where do you think yeah. that is that's your stress that's your body saying would you please feed me <laughs> and then trying to be all calm in the morning oh that's out the window the moment you do that to yourself so eating eating is like the simplest thing to do but it's the best thing well food is medicine right and we just don't look at it from that perspective right um we look at it from all sorts of different perspectives but if we simply you know sat down and thought about food as medicine i you know i wonder what that little change in mindset Mm. how impactful it could be for for others so I want to talk and dive into how, because obviously you you, you started with with your physical body. How did you begin to make that change? Because lots of people see, you know, naturopaths or lots of people see dietitians and, you know, they say, well, these kinds of foods may be irritating to you. You know, let's try an elimination diet or do food sensitivity testing or whatever to see what they're irritated with. But it's so hard to change your habits. Mm Mm-hmm. What uh, was your strategy? Yeah, it's it's quite hard. And you're right. So I, but uh, again, I think I was determined at the time. So I went ahead with her first six weeks. Now it wasn't, I didn't completely eliminate it all. It was the minimum as amount. So I minimalized my red meat. I minimalized the alcohol. I mean, I wasn't drinking a lot in the first place. And then dairy, I removed most dairy except for like a nice piece of cheese. So I got rid of the milk and all that kind of stuff and then changed it up with soy, then changed it to almond and I'll probably change it again. But the idea is that I just removed all that um after the six weeks I kind of noticed if I actually dabbled back my body was like whoa I don't like this please don't do this and you're right it gets quite hard because it's a huge thing so I was lucky with her where she didn't push on like a lot of recipes and things on me because she in essence I said I can do the recipes I know how to cook I just need ideas like I just need like a new seasoning or a new whatever or something like this like that's the part that I need um and I got introduced to Epicure and it was all seasonings like butter chicken and pad thai's and things like that that I love um, but I could now make my own way so that's really what I did is I simply changed up your, my seasoning so you I may have only been eating chicken and broccoli um, but it wasn't just chicken and broccoli to me so one night I made a butter chicken the next night I made a curry the next night I made a stir fry and things like that and eliminating a few other things wasn't as hard like the sodium and sugar and stuff because the food tasted good on its own. Right. Right, because it had lots of spices, of peppers and, uh, you know, uh, parsley and garlic and things like that. And then all of a sudden it's not, I don't, didn't need the hit. Right. The hit that sugar and salt give people. Again, also eating 
proportionately, right? So the issue was because it was a strict diet that I had to have these things, it meant that um, I couldn't like fake it with other things. You had to have the right portion on your plate because you're starving, right? Yes. So I've removed the dairy. I'm like, but I could eat a piece of cheese and that would have filled me up, right? Because you feel like you're full because you've got all this bloating from the dairy right yeah and bloating from the gluten-free and then the red meat as well too many hormones in it things like that so you didn't notice it once you remove all that you're hungry so then you have to fill your plate up plate up with something so mostly I filled it up with vegetables um and then uh, just tried to I still had to keep some like a good portion of lean meat that's something I learned about myself that I'm someone who needs um a, an extra amount of protein and, and fiber together just because of my salt desire like that's the only thing I crave is salt and that's when I know my body is not getting enough of the protein and fiber combined okay so I learned the balance to balance my plate a little bit better eat more vegetables and all that and then drink more water and then all of a sudden it wasn't as big as a change because it's not like I'm trying to find vegetables in the grocery store that I've never heard of or never cooked with yes or like I don't know what to do with this and I'm not so I, I was able to stay on the same grocery list that I normally had yeah. except I removed two or three items yeah. otherwise everything else was pretty much the same and I knew how to cook everything on that grocery list so it wasn't like I don't know what to do with this who how do you cook I don't know I don't whatever I don't even know what people don't know how to cook with but something <laughs> I'm just like I don't know a celery root right yeah yeah, yeah. what do I do it's with cel- celery root celery root is what do you a, do with celery different... <laughs> yeah. I mean it's really not that difficult but when you're like I've never used celery root before I don't know what it tastes like and there's this big ugly ball thing looking at you most people are like I don't want to do with that right so and then she didn't it wasn't like I had to eat lots of cabbage or lots of this it was just make sure I had dark greens make sure I had these things so as I said so you had options uh, oh yes of what you you could add in and you could swap things out as as needed yes so you talked about you know um, needing to make sure your portions come in because you're hungry and you know not skipping meals um, you know again life is busy for people how? Do you keep yourself on track with making sure that you're preparing your meals? Because sometimes meals can take long to prepare. Um, you buy certain vegetables and then they go bad. Like, how do you kind of, how do you manage that? So that that's meal prepping and planning. That's what that is. That's purely taking a few extra moments. So a lot of that is just changing up your habits. So, for example, when you bring home groceries, don't shove them in your fridge actually take them all apart wash them prep them whatever you need to do so for example a lot of your vegetables if you buy a costco for example come in bags get them out of those bags right away because that's the first step of them going bad faster than you can get to them get them washed get them dried get them in nice uh particular containers based on what they are yes. right I mean there's tons of companies out there that have good containers for these things and then put them in that uh your meat or fed whatever protein you have portion again no problem going to grocery store and buying like a big family size of chicken breast, but portion it all out and then freeze most of it and leave one or two out. And then for cooking, be honest, most of our meals take less than 20 minutes. Um, they're really easy recipes that I follow and uh, you cut up your meat and veggies to be to be bite-sized so they cook faster. Don't do a large chicken breast and think you're going to be done in 20 minutes. That's not going to work. But if right. you chop up that chicken breast into bite-sized pieces, that can be cooked in less than 10 minutes. 
and a nice uh, good one pot will do like a big wok or something like that you toss everything in your veggies your protein everything together you stir it up less than 20 minutes you're going to have a fully balanced meal right there in one pot right so that is a lot of my meals so I have switched up to be a lot of one pot wonders I'll admit a lot of it is because my husband doesn't like to cook. I mean, not cook. He loves cooking, so he doesn't like to clean. Yeah. So I try to keep it to one container. Um, and I don't mind veggies and meat and everything all together, so it's all right. And then the other is, as I said, so an extra half an hour when you're putting your groceries away, an hour on a, say, a Sunday morning prep, but you don't have to do it Sunday morning. You can do it any day of the week you want. Yeah. And simply spend an hour making a few things, whether it's portioning everything out, whether it's creating a meal plan, whether it's um, cooking a couple things. So like if you are someone who needs to go quickly for breakfast, make things that are already ready for you that you either just have to warm up quickly or grab and go. Uh, Like you can make yourself egg sandwiches and have them already in the freezer and ready to go. You can make yourself cookies or oatmeal cookies, things like that, like breakfast cookies, uh, granola bars, things Mm -hmm. like that. And it doesn't take a lot of time it's literally what five minutes for you to mix it up you throw it in the oven 20 minutes later it's ready so while you're i don't know getting ready cleaning your your, whatever your day is to do some cleaning to do some touch-ups maybe you're working in your office at home or you're answering emails or you're at dinner have that in the oven while you go and then you have things ready to go Uh, that's pretty much my way of like fixing it it's purely just i meal prep and plan the moment i know what we're going to be able to eat for the whole week and it's on the fridge and ready to go that stress is off me. Um, it's off of my husband. He's there. He sees what we're making, pulls it out, and away we go. And we don't do a lot of those prep things where you have like 100 containers and you toss everything in and you're eating the same thing for like 10 days. We simply just prep our food in the fridge and freezer so that we can make anything with this. Right. If it is the chicken and the broccoli, chicken and broccoli will go in just about anything. Doesn't matter what sauce you put it on. Right? It Now I can have a Mexican or I can have an Italian or Greek or Asian. It doesn't matter. And at least then I know that I'm getting my own version of takeout 10 times faster, 10 times cheaper, 10 times my way. Right. My yeah. food, my way. So you prep yourself for breakfast, lunch and yes. dinner. Yes. Okay. What about snacks? What Uh, happens when you you kind of feel snacky? Like, how do you deal? uh, Snackies is a difficult one. So, standardly, we try not to snack because then I can't watch. Like, it's harder to watch what you're eating. Yes. So, some people, it's fine. You're only having, like, some, I don't know, hummus and some crackers or something. It's no big deal. The problem is it's not what you snacked on so much. Like, there's okay if you want a chocolate bar one day, whatever. But is it the one day? Yeah. Or is it every day and you're just like, oh, it's just a donut. What's the big deal? I'm like, okay, great. But do you have a donut every day or do you have a donut like once a month? You know, things like that. And we know there's the habit thing, right? So say, for example, you're coming home with your kids one day and you're all hungry and starving. Well, we'll just go to McDonald's just one time. And then next week it happens again. And then the next week. And then it's twice that week. And then all of a sudden there's three times. And But in your head, you've told yourself, oh, no, no, we only go once in a while. Right, right. But because you got into the habit of it, it you, you it's a disconnect from the habit and from what you actually are telling yourself. Whereas why I recommend like writing everything down. If you're trying to get into some kind of uh, plan for yourself, whether it's to lose weight or be healthy or something, it doesn't matter what your reason are. Um, write down everything you're eating and you might start to notice Patterns. when you're crashing. Maybe you're crashing at three o'clock every day and you're thinking, well, and you go get a cookie or something and you're like, aha, so I didn't eat enough at lunch. 
right? And then, you know, same thing with breakfast is like, you know, how many coffees did you have? Like, it's not a big deal, but it is if you are trying to do something, right? If right. You when have, you're trying to make a change. Yes. And like, for example, if you are somebody suffering from uh, bladder urgency frequency, and it's a problem for you that you're going to the bathroom every 30 minutes, well, coffee is a bladder irritant, right? It's like a small thing, but you may not notice actually how much coffee you're drinking. Um, mm-hmm. But to make that change, you have to be aware of what you're doing first and then work on either eliminating it completely, scaling back. Like, But if you're not aware of what you're doing day to day and it's like, yeah. well, why am I still running to the bathroom every yeah, so people tend to yeah. not pay attention. They're like they're they're so worried that someone's going to take something away from them, or they don't want to. They just won't want to acknowledge the truth, so they hide from it. But I've seen a lot of people where they literally it's all they really want at three o'clock is to talk to someone. So it's not even that they want that cookie or they want that donut or that pop or whatever the scenario is. They just want to talk to someone. They're bored or they need to get up and stretch. So change up your habit. Like, okay, you're going to get up at 3 o'clock, but don't go to the kitchen. Go outside for a walk or go down to the, uh, you know, I don't know, two cubicles down and talk to your coworker. Make it a thing that you both get up at five, 3 o'clock to go for a five-minute walk or something. You know or what I mean? do a quick stretch or, you know. Something like that. And you'll notice that you weren't really hungry. Right. <laughs> you, you just wanted to talk to someone. You were craving uh, connection. Yes, there you go. Thank you. Yeah, Craving connection, craving a change in scenery, uh, craving yeah. a break from the computer screen. Yes. Et cetera, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and then the evening... Obviously, you're gonna want you're at, you're you know you you you're come down and you're maybe watching TV for an hour and you think oh well you you're used to always snacking while you're watching TV or you just think you're hungry. Um, so I go to a cup of tea, herbal tea, and I have like dark chocolate and I'll have a piece of that. Now I can just have one piece of dark chocolate because it I let it melt in my mouth and then I'm good. Yeah. I know other people can't, so then they remove all temptation. But if you get a nice, really dark chocolate, seventy plus. Yeah. Um, it's not so bad for you. It's actually pretty good for you. Uh, and just having a little piece will give you what you need. And it's also a good thing to have at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, a nice, really dark piece of chocolate if that's what you If that's what you need, need yeah. Right? If you want a little pick-me-up, go for a nice piece of dark dark chocolate, not full of all the sugar and the can, the I don't even know what, the dairy and all that stuff. Yeah. You can get vegan chocolate out there, and it's really good. So that's kind of how we get around it. And so the, I will admit there are days where I want some popcorn or something salty, and then that's where I'll get popcorn. But we make our own, so we don't buy it in packages or whatever. And, yeah, yeah. And then we put our own seasoning on it or our own something. And then it's still not the healthiest, but it's not as bad yeah. as it could be yes so you it's, know it's not yeah exactly and that's kind of what it is so we make our own snacks so I will make my own brownies make my own things like that and then I'm uh and then I feel like okay I'm getting my treat but at least then after I've eaten it I'm not sick yeah and that's a lot of times what happens is you eat out and you don't feel well the next day or in 15 minutes from eating and you're like why do I not feel well well it's because there's something in that food that your body just doesn't want yeah so yep. stop torturing yourself. <laughs> well, you know, and then that you know that's part of it, right? Our body's talking to us, and it's up to us to try to bring the awareness, mm-hmm. right? Awareness is half the battle. Trying to be aware, okay, what might have that been, and you know, if I avoid that, do I feel better, right? And and so it's it's really learning about yourself too, right? This is about self exploration, mm-hmm. and it's a self journey. 
to wellness is not wellness isn't something you just you know do for six weeks and then like go back to right it's it's especially if there's a a pain situation or a health condition present Mm -hmm. you know it's learning the strategies to be able to continue on that healing journey discover yourself and again a lot of that can also mean looking at the emotional mm-hmm. um you know and mental realm as well because there are also underlying reasons why we also are drawn towards certain foods or certain behaviors that um once you feel better you have a bit more energy to start diving into okay well what else might be under the surface mm-hmm. that i'm not you know that I'm not seeing and that's pretty that's it too right so why I'm able to stay off snacking and stay off things is that if I have done that where I am eating well for you know for a while like whatever for a day and I'm really eating well and I've dealt with the emotions I'm calm and everything I don't need those snacks but you're right the moment you fall off that wagon and start eating out a little bit or start doing something whatever it is for you for me it's I'll eat out and then that'll be my thing and I eat out too many times I will feel my emotional capacity go way down which means that I can't like like I will literally yes I will start snacking I will want those chocolate bars or the whatever chips and things because and I will there will be no stopping me right don't tell me I can't have it I'm depressed today I want you know what I mean I've had a bad day I now need the chips no you don't but that's what will happen so yeah it's again you're right if you're not aware of those things emotional pain is yes is hard right and we'll do anything to not feel emotional pain just as much as mm-hmm. we don't want to feel physical pain but it's it's the emotional pain that you know is sits there quietly and is usually under the like conscious radar like yes. unless you bring the spotlight to hey is this really what mm-hmm. I want to be doing or is there something else that I'm feeling that is making me not want to feel this way yes. and I know I you know from past experience when I eat this I immediately feel better but then I feel worse after yes yeah so it's right so because sorry you just thought me thought process but it's yeah it's gone I'm sorry okay <laughs> but yeah if you if you oh sorry the emotional pain yeah, yeah we numb it with food and we numb it to cause physical pain so we know we know that that food isn't good for us yeah but we also know that it's going to cause a physical pain which means I will not have to think about the emotional pain and that's the loop we go in so we continually do we know we shouldn't eat a whole container of ice cream and that we'll be sick afterwards but it numbs us while we're eating it because I'm just doing whatever it is, the endorphins, the chemical rushes, the sugar yeah. rush takes over and you're just living in that. And then tomorrow you still won't have to deal with that emotional pain because you're dealing with the pain of having an upset stomach or bloating or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's, you know, that's definitely a piece to look at. That may not be everybody's mm-hmm. story, but it could be part of your story. And so, you know, you want to definitely un- un- peel yes. the layers of the onion, as they say, right, as you kind of deal with get down to the core and see if there's anything there that needs to be looked at, right? Yeah, for sure. And the thing about it is, is that it's right. All of this is based on what I have gone through and what I have seen. But, and all I say is, go find it out for yourself. Yeah. Right? Go figure it out. Go see what it is. What's, what is, what's the real harm of you not going to check what this problem is? Um, Internally, with yourself, being mindful, being self-aware, uh, that you'll figure out it's something that you can deal with and you can be healthy again, that's a plus, right? Yeah. So I just say, go figure it out. If you need help along the way, there are so many of 
people out there who yeah. would love to help you. Yeah. And you don't have to, and you just, you do and what's you, right for you. And you don't have to do it alone. Yes. Right? No. I think that's an important key. Well, I think this has been a very interesting conversation. And I certainly hope that it, you know, is going to help somebody who may be dealing with headaches or maybe dealing with something where they're not getting answers. And maybe they're going to start thinking, hey, I, you know, I heard Candace talk about food. I wonder if maybe that might be something that I need to look at. And, you know, that sends them down a new journey. Mm-hmm. Um, if people have questions or want to, you know, just connect with you, like um, social media, yes. where can they find you? Yeah. Uh, yes, I am on Facebook and Instagram, and it's uh, Candice Lee Fired Up. Um, you can... Uh, I do have the website, CandiceLeeFiredUp.com, and you're welcome to hop on there and send me a message, um, get in the newsletter. Um, if you want to talk directly to me, that's probably the best way. I'll grab your email from there, and I'll have a conversation with you yep. once you uh, sign up and send me a message. Yeah, and uh, obviously we'll post that uh, those links in our show notes, so making it easier for people to, uh, to you know, be able to click directly to, yeah, to finding say, you. It's Candace with a K. <laughs> well, I was going to say, that may be one thing. Hey, I can't seem to find Candace. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, it's Candace with a K. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing your story uh, with us today, and uh, I just enjoyed uh, this conversation. No, thank you very much. I love being here. It's good to hang out with you. Thank you for listening to Living a Better Life podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our show to stay up to date with our latest and greatest episodes. We would also love to hear your comments, suggestions, and reviews. Thanks again. Until the next episode. Bye for now.